This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Yesterday on the show, we talked to Colette Smart about teaching our girls how to deal with unwanted advances. Today, we want to speak into the lives of our boys and young men and how we can raise boys to be respectful of women, valuing them as people and enjoying their friendship as equals. Dr. Tim Hawkes is an expert on the education of boys and he's an advocate for The Fathering Project, a group who equip and train dads to step up in their parenting role. He is here to help us educate our boys about respect for women and this issue of consent. Good morning, uh, Dr. Tim Hawkes. Thanks for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure, Katrina. Great to be with you. Yeah. Look, boys today, it seems they are often spoken to about consent and respect for women, but sometimes it doesn't seem as though that message is really getting through. What do you think is going wrong that we're still sort of having to have these conversations? Well, I think a number of things have probably gone wrong, but you're absolutely right. Um, There was a survey done not not long ago, which indicated that some 55% of boys in, in the upper end of high school said that they had a friend that had engaged in sexual assault. We've also had another survey which said of 16 to 17-year-olds that some 50% of girls, and interestingly enough, between 30% of boys, Mm. had suffered unwanted sexual behaviour. So it is a real problem. And the wonderful uh, survey that Chanel Contos has instituted in order to raise concerns uh, to essentially ensure that there is better sex education in relation to sexual consent has got to be commended in every way. I think it's terrific, and I really think that it's important for society to wake up on this. But why are we there? I think we're there probably for a variety of reasons. I think we need to improve the sex education in our schools. I think we need to improve the quality of our parenting. And this is obviously where the Fathering Project comes in. It's got some great resources for dads in this space. I think we also need to look at issues such as the pornification of contemporary society. We've got to look at the fact that governments, through their current laws, are giving free and unfettered access to pornography, uh, and this often breeds uh, inappropriate feelings of entitlement, indeed even dominance amongst boys, uh, and an expectation that their sexual partner should perform as seasoned professional sex workers. So there's a whole combination, I think, of factors that are contributing to this particular factor, and not least the fact that we need to improve, as I said, the quality of our of, of our parenting. Mm. It's quite refreshing for me hearing those words spoken by by a man, uh, Tim, because I've heard uh, women such as Melinda Tankard raise, raising these very issues. But it's 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 really powerful hearing them from you as well. How much influence do fathers and other father figures and older men have on on their sons in the way that they can model respect for women? Well, the answer to that, Katrina, is tragically far too little. There have been surveys to suggest that meaningful interactions between fathers and their teenage sons is as little as 18 seconds a day, whereas that same son will spend between two to five hours in front of a screen and on the net. And so, therefore, we're getting rather too many of our sons being cyber-parented, and we're getting a large number of, of sons who adopt values that are antithetical to the values within the home. And small wonder because the influence of the home on their values formation has been minimal. Uh, because we as dads, and I include myself as guilty in this, this space, Katrina, where we can so often 
try and be somebody outside of the home that we forget to be somebody inside the home. There's a whole curriculum of life skills, which include, I might just say, sexual education and sex education. Uh, There's a whole curriculum of life skills that must be taught in the home. And to shovel this responsibility, you know, solely onto schools is, in fact, entirely inappropriate. Indeed, a student uh, who enters high school will spend typically about 10% of their waking hours at their high school. Uh, But by the time they get to year 12, the end of year 12, 10%, that represents 90% of their time, which is either at home or in other venues. We've got to use all of this these spaces, both the 10% at school and indeed that 90% in which fathers in particular can speak into in order to raise responsible sons. Mm. I'm speaking to Dr. Tim Hawkes, who's a leading expert on the education of boys. We're talking about educating boys to respect women and on this issue of consent. So what advice do you think fathers should give to their sons about this issue of sexual consent? Well, firstly, Katrina, I want to acknowledge it's not the easiest topic to talk uh, about, but that doesn't mean that dads have permission not to talk about it. We've got to talk to our sons about these things. And I think essentially the things that we've got to do, we've got to actually show respect by the treatment of the mother. Our sons would much prefer to see a sermon than to to hear one. The, The faithful words of support and affirmations of love, the, the kindness, but it also not just in, in behavior, but, but also in the quips and the jokes, you know, are, are they uh, in any way, you know, of, of a sexual nature, which is inappropriate. I think fathers in particular um, need to model the behavior that they want in their sons. Again, fathers are heavily into porn. There is a very strong likelihood that their sons will be heavily into porn. In fact, uh, research is showing that four out of five uh, boys, uh, older teenagers, uh, are watching, have watched or seen sexual images at least once a week, and one out of five girls. Mm. Um, so, e- example is the first thing. I think thereafter there are some uh, salutary things that need to be shared by fathers to their sons. Probably one of them relates to the law, uh, and the law will essentially look at the issue of sexual consent and will judge it to have been lawful or not on the basis of three criteria. One is consent, the second is equality, and the third is coercion, and I'll just quickly go through them. Consent, was there obvious and continuous consent? And by consent, silence is not consent. Mm. That's really important to get that message across, Katrina. Silence is not consent. Consent needs to be enthusiastically given. It needs to be shown both in terms of words and in terms terms of body language. Uh, no means no. It doesn't mean maybe or I've got to increase my the pressure on my, on my partner. Yeah. Uh, so we've, we've really got to talk about what consent should mean. Secondly, equality. If there's any form of power imbalance, for example, if, if you're a coach or a tutor or, or anything like that, or indeed a carer, the, the, uh, the laws are very, very strict in this area of using that power imbalance to gain sexual favour. So the, our, our sons need to know that. And the third area is coercion. And any form of coercion is obviously an absolute no-no. And whereas I think most boys would fully recognise, although tragically and appallingly a few don't, that any form of physical coercion is an absolute no-no. What many of our sons don't understand 
and we at the Fathering Project would really love them to understand, is that coercion may also be expressed in words like, you would if you would love me, or don't you want to make our relationship stronger, or you don't want to be known as frigid or as a virgin. These sorts of phrases, if used to obtain sex or sexual, engage in sexual activity, are an absolute no-no. I think those are the sort. Those that's from the legal perspective. I think probably also from either you know from a Christian perspective or indeed from any religious perspective to recognise that for one party, the engagement of sex might just be a bit of harmless fun and 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 satisfy immediate gratification. But for the other, it runs the risk possibly of alienation from their family, estrangement from their culture, and a dark and difficult repentance before their God. In other words, it is good to move at the pace of the slowest. And indeed, true love and true affection is often best expressed in being prepared to wait. So I, I think I would want to get that message across. Those would be some of the, of, of the messages I could go on. Yeah. Uh, but no. it, these, these are important messages, aren't, aren't they, Katrina? They yeah. really are. Look, they absolutely are. Thank you so much. And I think the other thing we just want to touch on is just that that role that fathers have as well with their daughters in letting them know how a woman should be treated and setting that role model where they recognise, you know, that they have value and they have worth and that they can then sort of stand up for themselves. So, yeah, look, thank you so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate um, all the passion and, and expertise that you have brought to this conversation. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure, Katrina, and I'm, I'm, doing, I'm going to leave you with a, just one little thought, and that is that one of the things I think at the Fathering Project that we want to try and do is to encourage our sons, as well as our daughters, to, to act with grace, G-R-A-C-E. And I, I find this a useful little acrostic to share with sons. Um, G stands for make sure that, that in sexual activity you seek to give rather than to get. So that's the G. The R means to reset. In other words, you've got to reset what the rules are each time because you went to a certain level of sexual intimacy last time may not give you permission to go to that space uh, in the future. So that's the R of grace. A, agreed. It needs to be transparently and uh, agreed and consensual. Thirdly, C, coercion-free, without any form of emotional or social blackmail. Those are the two major forms of coercion that that are used usually to obtain sex. Um, and then fourthly, E of grace, it needs to be educated. In other words, we need to make sure that our sons are educated, not just, if you like, in the physics of sex, but also in the biology of sex. In other words, they need to know something about, obviously, pregnancy and, and, and prevention. They need to know something about sexually transmitted infections. They need to know uh, about sexual hygiene and so on. So grace. Given, reset, agreed, coercion-free and educated. Great little acrostic to leave you with uh, and I hope that that might help. Yeah, thank you so much. That is Dr Tim Hawkes. He's a leading expert on the education of boys. He was for many years the headmaster of the King School here in Sydney and he's also an ambassador for the Fathering Project. We've been talking about how to raise boys to have a respectful attitude to women. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.